Dad left when I was five, forgot my birthday at 10 and never celebrated it again. Told me that he didn't believe in birthdays, which hurt me more because he lied to me. That jacket he gave on the 30th birthday to remind me of him, he said. And I told him, what, that you're a liar, a cheater, a manipulator, overseller, back-end seller? He said, no, to remind you that you can't take anything with you when you're gone. He had torn all the pockets out. Another episode of The Burn. I am Ben Newman, and I couldn't be any more fired up to be right here in the studio of The Playbook with David Meltzer. And here's something I'm going to tell you guys. He is in serious trouble for this interview because he knows he interviewed me first. And sometimes when that happens, I end up learning a little bit about an individual. And uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about David, and then we're going to dig down deep fast because that's how we do this on The Burn to figure out what really motivates us. And I know so many of you follow Dave. You've seen so many interviews. You've seen his work in sports. You've seen his recognition all over the world. The Hall of Famers, the celebrities, the people that he runs around with. And I'll tell you what, that is nothing compared to the heart of this man. And there are two things that we're going to attack in this 10 minutes. I'm probably going to cry. I know that you're going to cry because I said that you were in trouble. And we're going to go for it because that is what I love about life. We have chased each other for two years trying to get together in person. We almost said, all right, we'll just do it over Zoom. Thank goodness yeah. we didn't. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. And I couldn't be any more excited to introduce all of you to, to Dave Meltzer. And here's where we're going to start. Whether you are a parent, whether you aspire to be a parent, or you have little ones that look up to you, even if you don't want to be a parent, I want you to share right now what you just shared with me about the four things that are most important for you to know that you've done a good job as a parent, because I think that hearing that that's going to drive me to be more intentional. I try to be as intentional as I can be, but what are those four things for you that connect you as a father of four? And it started with my mom who raised six of us, five boys and a girl, Mm -hmm. single mom like yours. Uh, I bless my mom's still here, but you know, two jobs, packed our dinner in a car, had us read and teach. And uh, my relationship with my own mom changed when I spent a minimum of one minute a day with her. And what I realized is my mom wanted four things for me, which are the four things that I want for my children. Mm. And it only takes one minute every day. And I give it to her. We talk about consistency. I learned that about you. And I know that one minute a day is worth more than an hour on a Saturday. And if you have a mother, it's well worth the one minute. Number one, that I'm healthy. I think... Number one, I mean, a parent, you got to make sure your kids are healthy, that they live a long, happy, healthy life. So two is happy. I want my kids to tell me at 50 years old, Daddy, I am healthy. I am happy. And then the other two, I appreciate you. You know, I, I want to be appreciated for the love that I've shown and lessons I've taught. And then finally, that they love me. If I could just get those four things from my four children... Uh, and for them to articulate, I talked about Jerry Jones Jr. articulating better than anyone I've ever seen at 51 about his own father. But basically what he said is, I'm a really healthy guy. I'm a really happy guy. And I really appreciate my father. And I love him so much. And it came across, he didn't use those words, but it came across. So if you want to change the most important people in your life, your children or your parents, 
the most people, I would say the people that are most relative to you, whatever those people are, those are the only four things they want for you. And if you can articulate it, you'll change their life. I'll tell you what just put the emotion in my eyes. And I, 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 saw I, it. I, I knew that this was going to happen was, uh, you know, when, when you're busy, like the two of us are. I say active. Active. <laughs> I like that. Better. Busy is unavailable, man. <laughs> See, he's a good coach, too, and I'm yeah, coachable. Busy is so unavailable. I'm going to say active because I really don't feel like I work, so yeah, I probably exactly. better active. You're very active. Very active. People always ask, and you probably get the same thing. I bet you never see your family, yeah. right? And that's like All the, the way time. they approach me, and I think, well, I'm actually pretty darn intentional. I take a lot of time off. But that one minute, that's what brought the emotion to me. Because one thing I always say, people ask me the question, it, it, it just, it always hits me, how many days are you gone a year? And I say, you know what, I choose to not count those, but when I'm home, I make those days count. And for you to say that minute, it, it makes me realize and it affirms. And I, I, when I'm home, I take the kids to school, practice. I mean, I wake, up at, me too, I wake up at three o'clock in the morning to work out and people think I'm crazy, but I do it because when I hear the pitter-patter of my kids' feet at home, like... I want, I'm on dad. That's that's time for me to be a dad, right? My, my selfish it. time is done, and so that really hit my hit my heart. And so I, I appreciate you going there. And that's one of the things I had mentioned that I could tell your success comes from that heart, nothing else. I, I could tell you got confidence and swagger. And you can build <laughs> relationships, but you got a hell of a heart. Yeah, and I will tell you that minute thing. Routine wise, we're both active people, right? I believe in activity. I get paid for, and I don't, but. I have two routines, one when I'm at home and an adaptable routine. And the adaptable routine is based off of time. I, I literally tell myself, number one, and this is a big shift that will probably bring tears in my eyes. Family was always first, then work, and then myself. And by 50, probably 48, it hurt me. Now, my wife told me, because we recovered from losing over $100 million, our lives could not be better. And I said, what do you want? anything you want, honey, what do you want? She said, I need you to take care of yourself. I said, what do you mean? Anything you want. No, I need you to take care of yourself because if you don't take care of yourself and if you do, sorry, if you do take care of yourself, I know you'll take care of everyone else. Number one, that made me, it chokes me up because it means my wife really knows me. Like that's what's most important for me is to have the ability to take care of all these people. And I wasn't spending the time in the right way. So I spend a minimum of an hour a day on my health. Wake up at 4 a.m. the same way. Health first. Then I spend 30 minutes with my wife minimum every day, no matter where I am in the world. FaceTime, phone, whatever it is. Minimum 30 minutes with the nine-year-old. Minimum two minutes with the three teenage daughters. I asked for five. They gave me two. <laughs> but they get me every day. I know they roll their eyes. Every they get day. me every day, two minutes. Minimum. Then one minute for my mom. Those are must-haves on the daily routine and the adaptable routine. And my life has changed exponentially because all of those people, number one, I'm in much better shape like you. Two, right, it goes right to my family. Those Once those relationships are secure and everything's coming through me for them, the money-making business all comes easier. I have that, like you said, go to the heart first. That's what gets me going. Now, doing all the little accoutrements in the lanyap of life that gives you the subtleties of success, that's no, I can get off the mat better than anyone. I may not be stronger, faster, or smarter than anyone, but I'm like a mule. You go ahead, try to outdo me. And I, people say work, I tell them, go ahead, anybody out there, I'm 51 years old, you come, you shadow me, try to outdo me. Try to be more productive, more accessible, and more gracious than Dave Belter, and I promise you'll get everything you want. I swear, that's the difference. People don't think of that. I am not smarter. And I think people are attracted to me from that ability. Like, they look at me and go, 
dang, if that guy can do it, I can do it. I have that advantage. You look at LeBron James, right? It's hard to say, oh, I can be better than him. But you look at Dave Meltzer, you're like, oh, yeah, no problem. <laughs> Here, here's what I just pulled from this, and, and it's, it's pretty powerful. Everything you just shared, which I think people, a lot of people say what they want, but they fall short of driving the daily consistency, intentional focus to actually getting it through their behaviors. Every behavior that you just outlined, two minutes with the girls, the time with your son, the 30 minutes with your wife, hour to yourself, all of that happened after, right? Many people face challenge and adversity. They buckle at the knees and they never make it back. And you mentioned the story. I want to take you back to this because this is why I admire your heart. I can see your eyes again going. We got to get each other to laugh yeah. so that we'll keep this as dry as possible. What I admire is all of that was designed after your weakest moment. And that's when you looked and you saw the jacket that your father gave you. So tell me about the jacket. Tell me about the moment your, your, your wife is saying it's over. You've lost over $100 million, and you see a jacket that represented what for you? Yeah, it was actually before I even lost the money. My wife, I was acting mm. like such an idiot, and I was acting like an idiot. She saw the writing on the wall that things were not going to be good for us in the future, but we still had a lot of money. But I came home. She said she was going to leave. I looked in that closet, and I saw a gift my dad gave me when I was 30. My dad left when I was five, forgot my birthday at 10, and never celebrated it again told me that he didn't believe in birthdays, which hurt me more because he lied to me. That jacket, he gave on the 30th birthday to remind me of him, he said. And I told him, what, that you're a liar, a cheater, a manipulator, overseller, back-end seller? He said, no, to remind you that you can't take anything with you when you're gone. He had torn all the pockets out of it. And I said, Dad, I'm nothing like you, but I'll hang that jacket up. I'm not going to be the richest man in the cemetery. Well, anyway, I came in that room thinking about divorce lawyers, thinking about ending my relationship and what was a great life and quitting, being one of the bucklers, right? One of the, I looked at that jacket and I realized I was just like my dad. I was a liar, a cheater, a manipulator, overseller, back end. So even though I was a multimillionaire and I didn't love myself and how could I love other people? And I decided at that time, after watching Rocky, to outline my life with four values. And I was just going to live by these values. And I, from those values, was going to build back everything that I wanted in my life. Gratitude, accountability, forgiveness, and inspiration. Every day, those were the four things. I'd answer all questions by it. I'd do all activities by it. I'd live my life by those four things the best that I could. And if I wasn't living in those four things, I'd go back to them as fast as I could. I called it getting back to center. So when I found myself in the ego, the need to be right, the need to be offended, separate, void, uh, inferior, superior, angry, anxious, scared, which was where I lived most of my life, even though I had whatever else wanted. They all, oh, I was Midas to everyone else. I was living in ego the whole time. I was either inferior, superior, separate, fearful, anxious, frustrated, resentful, offended. I would let it all go. And now when I visit that place, which everyone does, I go right back to center, right to gratitude, right to forgiveness, right to accountability, and right to inspiration. I believe that we, you and I especially, <laughs> We're always connected to the most powerful source of energy, light, and inspiration that's ever existed. And that we're the ones that are creating the interference or corrosion to that connection. And we do it through ego-based behavior. And that's why when you tell, I'm one of the, you know, you are one of the world's greatest performance coaches to the greatest teams and executives in the whole world. The reason is, is you allow them to raise their awareness when they're creating that interference. And you start with the heart, you go to the head, and the bodies all fall. Which even as an executive... 
The body's really important. But everybody's always starting with the head. You start with the heart, and that's where you and I live. Well, I appreciate you saying those things. Um, the, the one thing that, that I would tie back to is that I would just want to be just like you are, right? I hope that people <laughs> see, and, and it's, it's interesting. I, I knew that I was going to be very excited and impressed with our time together, but it, it's been a completely different level because of your level of emotion, and I just want to thank you for our time together on the playbook, but also for your time here on The Burn, for being authentic and being you, because we live in a world today where people are trying to figure out who, who do I want to try to act like rather than trying to just be themselves. And I do the very best I can to wear my emotion on my sleeve to be the best I can be. And when we see and meet examples of individuals like you who just put it out there and show it, I think it's such a powerful lesson for everybody watching and for me as another example that it's okay to cry. Yeah, for sure. It's okay to be authentic and it's okay to get after it and fight to make a difference in people's lives. So I thank you for for sharing your heart, for sharing your motivation and your burn. And uh, I know that those knees will never buckle because you know how to get up off that mat of life. I'm a little burrow, man. Be kind to your future self. Do good deeds and love yourself. Learn to love you, but be kind to your future self. And that world changes in front of you. There is no buckling. It's the enjoyment of the consistent, persistent pursuit of your potential. Nobody else's. Ben, you are the man. You're welcome back. (laughs) to my office, to my podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. This episode of The Burn Podcast is powered by BenNewmanCoaching.com, your number one source for increasing consistency in your life and building the mental toughness habits required to live the life of your dreams. From self-paced courses to live coaching with Ben and everything in between, head over to BenNewmanCoaching.com and join the thousands of members working to unlock their peak performance every day.